yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 uh, look, uh, ball player, ball player. No watching from the side. Said that you got him next. Well, go ahead and show What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Up Next, the podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports. You know, it's close to Olympic time. It's close to Junior Olympic time. So we got some special guests up here. Uh, we're going to talk a little track and field. Um, but first, of course, I'm Jamal Murphy, and I got my co-host extraordinaire, Khalid Green, in the house. What's up, man? Peace, man. It's Olympic time, so we got we have the next stars, up next stars coming down from Texas, so I'm ready. No doubt about it. Like I said, we got some special, special, special guests. Family affair right here. First, you know, my guy, Kenya Merritt, the, the father here. We, we go way back. Uh, Brooklyn, we were just talking about a CYO basketball style, fourth, fourth, fifth grade. So it's so it's real as far as that goes. Uh you know, great brother, great father. And of course, he has a, a great wife, uh, Stephanie Merritt. So it's Kenya and Stephanie Merritt. But they have their kids on here with, with us today, who are the real stars of the show today. Big time track stars at, the, at an early age. They run for Beast Mode Track Club. Uh, Carson is a top five, 400 meter runner in the country in AAU 10 and under and top 10 in the 200 meters, Carson Merritt. Uh, you got Austin Merritt. Uh, she's part of one of the top eight and under 100 meter relay teams in the country. Both of them are will, are competing in the Junior Olympics. They qualified for the Junior Olympics, so congratulations. We also got Keegan Merritt. Uh, he runs the 50 meter, the 50 meters in the Special Olympics. He's doing his thing. So we got the whole family here, um, and they're out of Houston, Texas, right now. So we want to thank you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Hey, 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 Jamal, man, you forgot to say their necks might be hurting a little bit because they wearing a lot of medals around their around their necks right now, man. It's a lot of first place winners over there, man. True. I can't relate. You know what I'm saying? I, I, had, to, I had to go right. That that was over my head. You know what I'm saying? All big those time. Medals, big time. Yep. <laughs> big time. So so let's let's get it started. Um, I guess we'll, we'll let's start with uh, Carson because we we heard a lot about Carson because we we. Uh, we had Beast Mode Track Club on here uh, with Roderick Boyd, Coach Roderick Boyd. Carson's doing big things. I just told you, top five, 400-meter runner in the country, top 10, uh, 200 meters. Carson, tell us, tell us when, you, when uh, you started running and when you got that love for, for running. Actually, well, you were six years old when you started, right? You started as a primary? Yeah. And what you want me to what do you what do you like about running? Everything. Everything. What do you, what do you like the most about running? Be honest. <laughs> Winning. Okay. Okay. Winning. Wow, that's that, that's one of the best answers I've ever heard. Tell you the truth. As as your medals show. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Kenya and and Steph. Where do, where do you get this uh, competitiveness from? Like, he's just, a, he's just straight up, like, winning. Where'd that come from? Well, I mean, Jamal, you and I go way back, man. And, uh, you know, I, I, I never settled for anything less than winning. So, even if it meant being mad at everybody in the court. So, <laughs> you know, um, I think that he got a mix between myself and Stephanie. She's ultra competitive. And so, I mean, like she said before we were recording, 
know, she's trying to do masters right now. So I mean, that competitive spirit is just it just runs deep. My um my father actually was one of the um uh, top sprinters uh, in the hundred yard dash back in the '60s, and so. You know, we have a long line of uh, family familial history with uh, the track. My brother was an All-American at football and uh, ran track, All-State track. So we have my brother, uh, Stevie Merritt. And so, uh, you know, we have a lot of history in track. And then Stephanie's dad, he's a long time. His name is uh, Earl Cornish. He's been a coach for over 25, 30 years in track. So something that, something that just kind of came along, he was, you know, Carson and um, particularly was running around the house all the time. And, you know, as a dad, I was like, man, we got to do something with this dude because it's too much. Like, you know, it was too much. He's constantly jumping on something, running somewhere. So he was like, we're um, we going to take our kids to track. I'm like, where do you guys run at? He's like, well, it's not the best neighborhood. I'm like, I don't really care. I don't care. <laughs> something. So we took him out there. But, you know, we had been playing sports where we live at in the woodlands. You know, um, you know, it's not known for, like, ultra-fast people, you know. And so – I was like, I don't know how fast he really is. We'll see how fast he really is. And he got out there the first day, and I was like, wow, I don't know. And then Stephanie, no, he's really fast. Look at him. And so from there, it just kind of this kind of this cascaded and became what it became. And so Austin would come out there all the time with us too. And um, you know, and then she started to pick up herself. And I don't know, things just started to happen. But we're a racing family, man. We I see. We're a racing family. You know, everybody tries to win. And how how long has Keegan been running? Keegan, I mean, I think it, I think it really started when we lived. We lived in Virginia for a year, mm-hmm. and the Special Olympics in Virginia was awesome. I mean, it, it really kind of gave us the bug. It looks like a legitimate, you know, track and field meet, and there's a million volunteers, and it was it was incredible. And it was funny because Keegan is the kind of kid that that'll say no, no, no until it's time to go. So mm-hmm. literally, we're like dragging him across the field. He's crying. He doesn't want to do it. We're like, you're racing. You're going to race today. He's <laughs> been dragging him across the field. And I mean, as soon as he understood what was going on and he stood on the line, it was like he totally, it was like a, it was like a light switch. Totally and he was ready to go. And he loved every second of that race. So now, yeah. you know, it's, it's easy to get him to go. Um, but he knows, you know what I mean? He knows what gold is and first and second and third. And so um, he likes to compete. But Carson, back to Carson, I mean, he'll compete eating his dinner. He wants to be the first person to finish his dinner. He wants to be the first person to the bus. He wants to be the first person off the bus. He races the bus coming mm-hmm. to the house. Like, it doesn't stop yeah. with him. <laughs> it doesn't stop. So he's just he's just being real modest right now. You know, he's yeah. laid back modest. And he is. He is. Uh-huh. I mean, he's, you know, and to be honest with you, that modesty serves him well in a district like this. I mean, because mm-hmm. this district is just crazy competitive if you can if you can get to the junior olympics out of this region it's it's impressive um because there's just so many kids here that are just i mean i don't i wouldn't want to i mean i wouldn't race them to save my life i mean i would never um they're just crazy fast there's a funny story with that jamal Mm -hmm. there's actually a funny story because that's when we realized carson was really fast because i was i was kind of egging him on i was like won't you go ahead and race mommy Come on, mom, you got some speed. She's like, I could beat him still. I could beat him still. So they got out in front of the house. You know, I'm not racing anymore. I'm just kind of watching at this point. So, you know, race, set, go. Carson takes off. Mommy thought she was going to catch him. And that head went straight back, and the, the sail was open, and she's, she's reaching it. I'm like, oh, God. 
Someone going, someone fading fast, man. <laughs> he kept getting further away. She just kept getting further back, like in the Matrix, you know? So wow. Like, so, uh, yeah, so um, to say that, yeah, that, that's, that was kind of how that went down, so. <laughs> so, Austin, what, what do you like about running? Well, I like about running is, like, you get, like, free space to run around. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm running around. So, it's, like, a free space to run around. That's why I like you like the crowd too, don't you? Yes, but I get nervous in front of the crowd. You do. She's a she's a um, I mean, she's a crowd pleaser, man. We first, you know, she's come a long way. To see her winning medals now is a uh, it's a big deal. Um, when she first started, uh, she the race would happen and there'd be like a hundred meters around the track, let's say in the two hundred, and they'd be finishing, so the crowd is cheering. And then she's coming around last and she's waving at everybody. Like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm like, they're not champion. Come on. You know? So that was that was the first season. And then after that, then it got to the point where, you know, we would get her to start moving around. But if it was too hard or she didn't want to do it, you know, she just kind of cried the whole way. And I think it was a turning point when in Dallas, I think Seth could tell that story because when you know, when she when she um won her first um my first race in Dallas, the Dallas meet. You remember the Dallas meet? Oh my goodness! All right, well, guess she doesn't can't tell it. I'm recording her at, at a, we were at a meet in uh, Dallas, and it's like one of the fastest meets in the United States. And uh, they had two sides of the track. One side of the track was for the super fast kids. The other side of the track was for the not so fast kids, but still really fast kids. And so Austin was on that side, and um, I'm recording it. But she had been finishing last, like. Every meet, so I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm not expecting anything. I'm just expecting her hopefully to get down the track. And um, you know, they say go, and I'm like, go, baby, you know, and she's going, and she's actually got a lead. I'm like, oh wow, she's she's actually got a lead. Oh wow, she she's really good. Oh oh, she won. You know, it <laughs> <laughs> completely caught me off guard. And after that, I mean, she hasn't looked back. I, since. I remember what he's talking about. I had to bribe her. So back then, I don't know how little you know, kid your kids are, but they love these blind bags, these bags that are like two, you know, two, three dollars at the store and you don't know what comes in them. Right. So I, I, so I would say to her, for each person you pass, I'll buy you a blind bag. I said, mm. but if you win, I'm gonna get you 10 blind bags. But I really didn't think she was gonna win. Right. <laughs> we're, we're very competent parents. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. So if that was the incentive she needed that day, and sure enough, I had to get her ten blind bags. Yeah. So I was out like twenty bucks on like blind bags. Good job, Austin. Good job. <laughs> no doubt. So, so as parents, like, what's this experience been like for you guys? Like, uh, what have, what do you think your kids have gotten out of it so far, and what do you want them to continue to uh, to take from it? Um, well, I, I guess for me, because I have, I also get the opportunity and the privilege to coach them. Um, I, I enjoy, I think, I think track and field is a really important sport. I, I do. Um, I mean, much like a basketball or football, I, it's, this is going to sound really weird, but I think it's important for you to understand how to overcome pain. <laughs> I think it's important for you to understand where your wall is and how to push past it and to understand where you are athletically. Um, and I, I do feel blessed, again, to be in this region, even though it's as competitive and difficult as it is. I think that they get to see 
some amazing kids accomplish some amazing things and they see it in real time. And the other thing I like about it too, especially, you know, with AAU is the camaraderie, you know, so we're, I mean, you're at a track meet every weekend for, let's see, March, April, May, June, July, I mean, it's almost six months if you can make it that far, you know, so they see the same kids because they compete in that same age group. And so they begin to build bonds and friendships and even coaches, you know, and so when it comes to championship season, and it really is about the kids, you know, so if you have a kid on your team that really wants to run a relay, but maybe doesn't have the, the competitiveness on their team, a lot of times they're talking to other coaches and they're like, hey, I've got this kid, he runs this event, this is what he runs, do you have a spot for him? And we're always trying to make sure that they're getting 100% out of their season. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, that's been really cool to see. And Carson this year especially has created some really great bonds with other uh, kids on the team, and they get excited to see each other. And it's the same with Austin and even Keegan, you know, because with Keegan, it's also exposure, right? He has special needs, and the other kids get to meet him and get to spend time with him and talk to him and know him. And so they love him. Um, We just had our team party where all the kids were given awards and Keegan actually got the ultimate beast fan award. <laughs> nice. cheers, you know, he cheers every, uh, everybody on. But congratulations, it's, Keegan. Yeah. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, but as, a, but as a mom, it's exciting for them to start to get to know the sport, take the sport seriously, set a goal and work hard to achieve the goal. And I get to see that process being a coach. Mm-hmm. And so I was, you know, for me, those are, those are uh, really huge takeaways. Nice. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, you know, I'm just happy to see them push themselves, you know, like, because in life, um, not just because of the color of the skin, but just because you're a human being, you got to have a level of perseverance to make it in anything in life. You know, and being New Yorkers that we are, you know, us three, you know, and, it's a, it's a push. It's a grind. Every it's always competition, and so right. you know to be here in Houston, and um, you know honestly, Carson runs against number one and number two in the country every single week, right? Uh, in his division. So you know every single week when he runs a four hundred, the hundred, or the two hundred, the number one kid or number two kid are in that in that heat or in that race. Um, so it's it's a level of perseverance, and you got to be okay with being comfortable being comfortable situations, meaning that you may get into that race, you may not win, but it's okay if you don't finish. If you finish third, if you aim to go get first and get third, then I'm good with that. If you aim to get fourth and you get 10th, I ain't good with that, right? So, right. you know, I want you to I want you to continually push yourself. And so to see them actually get the manifestation of their hard work, which is awards, medals, and things that such, that's this bonus, you know, that's this extra cake. Um, you know, see my wife out there, you know, giving her giving her time and her energy, you know, and her, her, her skill set, I mean, it's, it's great. You know, I, I have a good time. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. I turned 20 shades darker standing out there in, in Houston. In the <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think we all do. You know. Right, right, right. Like, for like four races, you know. Five races. I'm like, yo, we've been out here for 10 hours. Like, come on. You know, but, nah, honestly, it's just amazing to watch. And, um, you know, I'm, just hope, I'm hoping I see it. I, I'm not expecting them to go into the Olympics, but if they do, that's dope. You know, I right. want to that, that they just carry it on and whatever they learn from this, they learn how to push their walls in whatever they do, becoming engineers, becoming athletes, whatever that is. 
Right. You guys have been, I mean, you're in Houston now, but you've been, you've lived in a few different places. The track scene is different in Houston. That's what I'm hearing. I mean, I ran um, club track in Baltimore. I ran high school track in Baltimore. Um, and I mean, you definitely have your competitive hotspots, right? You have the perennial teams, the teams that are always producing and, and developing and building, you know, really, really fast kids. Um, but I guess what I would say, and I don't know in like, you know, the now times, right? Because I mean, sports have come so far. I mean, right. Right? I mean at, at our age, sports are just, they're so, it's so scientific and it's different and, you know, uh, and sports are more specialized now. We played everything. I mean, whether you were just outside playing or whether you were joining in a CYO or AAU, uh, you just, you played everything. But now these kids, you're a baseball kid. You know, you're a football kid, you're a track kid. So um, what I will say is that I feel like this, you know, Houston is obviously, I mean, it's one of the largest cities in the country. And so you have some density there, right? So like what he was saying with Dallas, I mean, the speed coming out of Dallas, the speed coming out of Houston, the speed coming out of Austin, um, and then having major colleges, you know, here. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the amount of talent and the density of talent is really incredible to see. Just to give you like, you know, a, a reference point. So in 2019, Carson was top 25 in the nation for the 100 meter as an eight and under kid. Well, at that, I mean, we thought that was like incredible. And that wasn't even on our radar at the time because we were kind of being reintroduced to the sport. But at that meet, which was this Dallas track meet in, in DeSoto, uh, Texas, he came in sixth. But he was top 25 in the nation. Right. And I was wild. like, that's, in, that's insane. Right. You know? So just to give you, you know, an idea of, you know, what, what what's happening here yeah, um, it's, it's, in, it's incredible and it seems these like kids are two sport kids it seems like texas Go is just an athletic state like period because there's like big time basketball players football like there's a lot of big time talent coming out of uh texas on all fronts particularly houston right like um right. like uh grime that plays at houston he goes to the high he went to the high school that carson and austin be going to so i watched him play in high school um, yeah, Quentin, Quentin Grimes, yeah. Uh, I mean, I watched him in high school. I mean, he was, he was, you know, he was nice. But you had some kids that he had to go up against that was, that was legit, you know. And I mean, the city of Houston is just a big, big hit city. And it's like, you know, when we think of New York, you know, you got our boroughs, right? And like sometimes when someone's up in the Bronx doing their thing, unless they like city, you know, let's say citywide, you don't know what they're doing up there. You know, you don't know what the Queens things are doing. Brooklyn, everybody kind of got their own thing. But the thing about Houston is, is that happens. But then there's like a there's like elite for their area. Then there's elite for like a district. There's elite for the region, you know. And then you, oh, then you're like, all right, well, he's the best in Houston, you know. And you're like, well, damn, he's best in Houston. He is like legit, right. you know what I'm saying? Because he don't have to go through a lot of kids, you know. This there was a meet recently on um, that Austin competed in, and Carson, uh, it was 150 kids in one in one. Uh, uh, division, yeah. right? So 150 kids running 100. Like, and, and the eight and under division. It was, 100, it was 150 wow. kids in that. So it's like, that's a lot of kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, and you know, so 
that's constant. Every week you're dealing with 150, 200 kids in your in your division trying to win. It's not going to be easy. So when you win, you got a level of perseverance. Like, yeah, I can win. I can go. So you know, it's um, it, the competition is serious here. It really is. You think you think the young, the kids being that young, you think they um, they understand that, they feel that, like the the the, the competition they're facing, or they just they just whatever. I'm doing my thing. Oh, man, you know what's wild is they don't they don't get it. Like, um, I think that's something that that us old heads did, right? Like when we were young, I knew I knew who Khalid Green was wherever you came from. Right? I knew who you were because. I'm watching every single thing that happens. I'm every time you play, I'm watching what you do. I'm I'm looking at the newspaper. I'm you know like we were because we didn't have so many distractions, right? We we all we had was the sport we played or sports we played, and then knowing with that sport, these kids got so many different distractions. They all play different sports. I don't think they even realized like you know when we went to Junior Olympics in North Carolina, um, when Carson first time he he qualified two years ago, um, as a he was a seven year old running the eight eight and under. Um, you know, we told him, I said, hey, bro, this ain't going to be like any other meet you've ever been to. Like, this is going to be something different. Like, everybody is you. Everybody is you. And, I mean, he understands everybody's you, right? Because in Houston, you got that. But I was like, this is different. And so he got out there, and um, the 400, he did pretty good. But the 800, he didn't really listen to me. I said, you cannot let the pack get too far from you because they do. You're not going to catch them. They're, 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 everybody's you. He was like, yeah, okay, dad. Okay, whatever. I'm just going to go run. And sure enough, the pack ran away from him. <laughs> so I was like, this is different, man. So, But they don't get it. Like, it was 20,000 people in the stands, 30,000 people in the stands watching kids run track. You know? Like, That's it's wild. So oh, no, I was, I was down leaning over the side. He was shook. Like, you probably can't tell, but Carson's got these little, like, little eyes and he when he when I looked at him on the starting line his eyes were like this <laughs> and that's how I knew I was like my baby is shook because his eyes are never that big and he had a kid that he had been running against all year in that heat and I said to him I said you see who's in your heat right I mean I'm literally yelling at him on the starting line and I said you see who's in your heat right and he said yeah I said you know what you got to do you got to stick with him He's like, yeah. Then the gun goes off. No. I mean, he just, the whole pack, and I'm like, what are you doing? So then I'm like trying to run a track, like, you gotta go. <laughs> you know, I'm like screaming at him, you know, and I'm like telling him the time. I'm like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, I mean, he goes all out. It's the second lap, the last lap. He gets to that 300 meter mark and see all season that kind of worked for him, right? He could kind of, he, he, he hit that first lap kind of hard, then he would kind of coast, and then he would turn it on at that 300-meter mark. But these kids out there in Oakley's, you know, they got like, you know, they like, you know these kids are like, you know, they look like they're going through tomorrow when they're eight years old. Right. And so when he came off the track, he was fire hot mad. He does not like to lose. And I just told him, I said, I don't know what you, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I was trying to tell you, you had to go. You right. didn't go. Yeah. So now, but now this, that experience right. is like lighter fluid. I right. mean, now he's like, he's chomping at the bit, like yeah. he's ready. And he, gets, honest, he gets it now. Because he gets it now and he knows what he has to do. He's more mature. He's older. Uh, he's gotten training that is really elevated. And so he's got, you know, because tools, I'm a big tools person. Tools are important. 
You know what I mean? If you want somebody to succeed and to do well, then you got to give them the tools to be able to do right, that. Right. And so he's starting to understand some of the science behind what he's doing. And so that's really important. And so now this year, and then we don't have to travel. Luckily, we're a whole city. Mm. So he'll be able to come home. He'll be able to get good rest. You know, we'll be able to kind of go back and forth. So I think this is a, this will be a really good year for him. Right. You mentioned, you mentioned the tools. I was always wonder about that, especially with track for young kids, you know, eight, 10 years old. Is it like how much of it is just natural, just natural, straight up natural ability, you know, come out the womb, I'm fast. And how much is it, how much of it is like you have to teach technique and all that? It's probably, you. I think what's helpful is when it's both, right? But like Coach Boyd said on our previous call, I mean, we're really big in developing. Like we had one kid I, that was easy for me to talk about. His name was uh, Logan Bogar. And if you saw this kid's body, it was like God built him for the 400. I mean, it's just insane. Like, you know, you look at him and you're like, you should be able to do this. So go, you know, like go, go and do this. But I, when I tell you every single practice that kid's feet hit the track, he was in tears. I mean, he literally just cried the entire way around. And we were all kind of like perplexed, like, you know, what is the deal? But I mean, every single practice, we let them under know and understand what our expectations are. And so we're constantly raising the bar. We're constantly making these kids compete against one another in a healthy, competitive way. Right. And so you could tell that it got to a point in the season where he started to get it. And really and truly, the way that they get it is by racing. So that's what's good about having these meets every single weekend, because if you can't really see the fruit of what you're doing, you know, it's hard to understand the work. So when he would get, you know, out to the, you know, his first track meet, he didn't do as well. And he was like, he didn't like it, you know, but you see Kenya, who you've been running with that practice, all, you know, Kenya's getting a third place medal. Well, now I know I got to stick with Kenya. So every week, you know, every, cause we, we were practicing twice a week for the longest. And um, he finished the season with a fantastic PR. And it was because he had finally understood, he had finally gotten it, you know? So no, you don't necessarily have to be fast coming out of the womb. Yes, it's helpful, right? Um, but building that strength, being, uh, having that continuity coming to practice, um, being able to, to race at practice is a really big deal too. Mm -hmm. um, and then I believe, I'm a huge believer in camaraderie. I believe if the kids like each other and they get along with each other, you know, they're gonna do better. So um, we, we had quite a few kids like that on the team. And then you've got your kids like the coach's son. He didn't really talk about them. Um, <laughs> right, like, yeah. Roderick, Rod, Roderick Boyd Jr., we call him Nudie, isn't like he's not a practice all American. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be straight up honest. He hates the 400. He he might jog, but when it comes time, like but Nudie is gonna be. I think he's following in his dad's footsteps. He's gonna be a coach. He's 11 years old and he knows where he needs to be at what time. And then he's clocking other kids to help other kids. 
mm. and he's and he's paying attention to who's in his division and who's in his heat and all that kind of stuff. And so come race day, he knows exactly what he needs to do. And that and he placed first in and to both of his open events. And I think they took second in their relay. Wow. At eleven. Top in the country. At so, 11. So, I, so the thing about this team that to kind of answer your question about the train, the training, and the speed, just from a, from a parent's perspective, because um, I don't coach, I decided not to coach. I just, I just watch, and I like it that way. Um, the, these kids, this particular team, and these teams here in Houston, somebody on the team is going to be in top something, top five on some team here in Houston, no matter what team you go to. Our team is small in numbers, like Coach Boyd said. Um, but like we have top three in like almost every division in something, right? Like the coach's son, he's been number one. They, they broke the national record in the four by one. They're eight years old. That has still not been broken for the last five years. They ran a 56 flat, a 56 something. Um, he, you know, these kids are fast. And so when you've got the right training, you got a level of speed where you can keep up with them. You can't do nothing but get better. You know, um, we got another kid named Caleb Murray. He's top two or three as a 12-year-old. He's on that same relay with with, uh, with Nudie. But he um, was on the team for two years. and Never ran. And, ne and, and wasn't nearly that fast. Mm. And then all of a so sudden. So this third year, it just, it exploded. I mean, he's amazing. Like, he is amazing. Then we got two other kids on that relay team, Jamarcus Houston and Jaden uh, um, Dunham. Dunham. And those two, I mean, those those three, Nudie, Jaden, and Jamarcus, have been together since they were eight years old. And so they know what they like to win. They, they know how to push each other. And then now you put in kids like Carson and Logan and all these other kids. Uh, the coach's daughter is like one of the top uh, sprinters in the, in, the, in the country. I mean, like. Little this, thing, but she, you don't want to race she her. She is feisty. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you don't want to race her. She's feisty, man. So, I mean, like, these, so, you know, to answer your question, it's not, I don't see so much like the technicalities of it yet, but the thing is that these kids are so elite and I'm not just talking about this team. I'm talking about the competition too. They're so elite that that those little tweaks will make a difference between you running a 13-0 and a 12-8. 12-8 is going to get you a gold medal. A 13-0 is going to get you a bronze, right? Because mm -hmm. someone ran 12-9. So um, I think that because of the, 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 the elite competition in Houston, it forces you to have to learn skill. Now, if you ran in Wyoming, no offense to Wyoming for anybody listening from Wyoming, I don't think I don't think that it would be the same thing, right? Because you're not gonna have so much of a cluster of so yeah. many fast kids Against in in, yeah. in in one place, you know. So that's just my opinion and how I've how I've seen it. How how much does like do you have to monitor eating habits? Like, how much does that go into making a big time track athlete? Um, what are the do's and the don'ts? That's <laughs> what I'm asking. So, I mean, like, you know, water consumption, right? We, we, we focus on that. Um, the thing is about... Huh? I was saying even more so than the food. Yeah. It's just getting your kid to drink enough water. Because it's so mm. hot down here, man. You know, and the season is during the hottest part of the year. You know, so you, right. go, from, you go from March. But March, you got what, one or two meets. April, one or two meets. Then May. Because May is on and popping in Houston. May. This you, heat is here. You know, you're here, you're roasting. You're turning 40 shades darker. You know, like, it's crazy. Yeah. So... Um, water consumption, but the thing about our kids, uh, and it seems like the kids that we run with, they all kind of monitor themselves. They, you know, like it's the new millennial style way. I mean, we <laughs> ate hamburgers and we're happy with a Snickers bar, right? Yeah, These kids right, like right. Water, I must eat uh, my micros, my macros are not exactly what it should be. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Like, you know, so they, um, you know, that's, that's how the kids get down now. So it's, it's a lot different. Um, but we really do. I mean, like Carson, he put himself on his own keto diet. I mean, honestly, the boy, he only eats meat greens. That's it. He don't like sweets. He drinks water. And that's it. I'm like, I don't know who you are, but fantastic. You know? <laughs> well, it's funny because as a mama, it makes me nervous. Because you know, moms always want to feed. Right, you know right. I mean? So I'm like, you don't want these potatoes? You don't right. want, you know? Right. And it doesn't like them, doesn't want them, doesn't touch them. I mean, like, I don't know how many, you know, nine year olds are eating sauteed kale, yeah. but. He's like, mother. <laughs> Not a lot. Not a lot. I'm around some. I'm, I'm around some family. Not a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. So, I mean, so, so food and, yeah, I mean, it does matter, but. I'm now, not- now, Austin is a different story. Yeah, she's Austin a, likes the sweets. She's a sugar queen in Texas, man. Yeah, like, she, she she likes she likes the sweets. But so, but if you say to her, if you want to be fast and you want to be successful, then this is what you have to eat. And that's all she needs. Let me ask you this. You mentioned a, you were talking about uh, you know, the way sports are now with kids and everybody's like specialized, you know, you're this sport, you're this sport. How how are you? Look, looking at that in terms with your kids, like, are you specializing them in track? What, what's your what's your I philosophy? It, to be honest, I, I don't I don't understand. Well, I don't understand it. You know, I I and I am a big believer in letting your child choose what they want to do. You know, I mean, like Austin wants to do swimming, and she wants to do. I don't want to do her hair but she she wants to do swimming so i'm gonna let her swim you know she wants to do piano i'm gonna let her do piano um i just think that at this age that's unnecessary um i think that you should be exposed to everything i'm a lot like we were Mm -hmm. i think i'm just kind of old school in that way you know and we didn't it was different because we didn't have you know kids just don't play outside like they used to right you know what i mean so it was like i mean even me as a girl you know, just going outside. I, I wanted to play baseball with the boys. I wanted to play tackle with the boys. I wanted to, you know, we did those silly games like suicide, bouncing the ball off the wall. So we were honing skills right? And, and didn't realize it. But now you have a kid who's 10 years old and he can't catch a ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, right. yeah, he's a, you know, he's only ever ran track or Crazy. he's only ever done Playing video games, play video games, watching watching YouTube, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they still do that. They still get a YouTube in. Don't, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how you, you avoid that. <laughs> real in this house, but it's, um, real, it's real in my house too. Oh man, YouTube. I mean, like if I can invest in them dudes, man, I would probably do it because them dudes <laughs> doing it. But um, you know, for me, man, like uh, maybe I sound like a I don't want to sound like a Todd Marinovich's dad, but everybody <laughs> playing sport in here. You know what I mean? Like everybody. Right, right. I'm I'm a big I'm a big proponent of sports. Sports changed my life. It introduced me to people like you, particularly yeah. you, right, yeah. and other people. And so um, it changed my life for the fact that you know it gave me different types of perseverance. It gave me perseverance. It gave me um, a goal. It gave me team camaraderie. Realizing that it's things that are bigger than me. Um, so I don't care if you're good at it, you're not good right. at it. You're gonna play it. And so. Right. Um, you know, Carson plays flag football right now. I'm, I'm, I'm still not comfortable yet with tackle just because I'm trying to monitor his hits. And I got to be honest, watching some of the kids, I know that some of the kids that play football out there, they're taking hits. And you can see some of the kids, not all of them, but some of them, their speed is not what it was last year, right? Now, that wow. might have been 
COVID. It might have been because I don't know, but I'm gonna take it as you know them leg because you know coaches are big around here because football is everywhere. So here. they play they playing straight up physical tackle football at young oh, ages out there. Football mm-hmm. and, that, and that's and that's you know that's king around here. You know, mm-hmm. every black kid for the most part is attached to some football team, and so we've had a couple of coaches. I, I would say. Man, at least four or five coaches from around the city who talked to me on the side, like, hey, who's he playing with? Can we get him to play? And I'm like, nah. He's like, well, it's not a big deal. It's only eight year olds hitting eight year olds. I'm like, yeah, eight on eight doesn't matter. But when they're 15, that eight year old hit it still counts, you know? And so I've been monitoring that. And so he's not playing football. He plays flag football. He plays basketball. Um, defensive prowess. Nah, you know, you got your boy, your dad. Yo, man. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know. He didn't and- get it from me. <laughs> <laughs> Bas- this is track, not basketball. But, um, <laughs> and cheerleading, sorry about that. But anyway, uh, uh, but and so Austin, you know, she plays basketball. We, we, I had, her, I coached a flag. Wow. I coached a flag football team. Um, which, oh, I, that could be a whole other podcast. Coached <laughs> girl, girls flag football for a whole season. That's crazy. It was fun, right? You know, esque. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> um. But, you know, but the thing is, everybody, Keegan, I mean, some people will see Keegan in his walk and go, oh, that's cute. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he plays baseball. No, he plays baseball, bowls, basketball, football. Like, active, he, active. Know, everybody's doing Someone's something. Karate. And he karate. does taekwondo. Yeah, he, he won a, he won a um, first place at a taekwondo um, tournament. So, like, everybody's doing something in the house. Um, and I'm just a big proponent of that. So, uh, you know, I, you're going to learn something. You're going to be something. But it's I don't, hard, though, having three kids in sports. It's yeah. busy, right? Because like you don't have you don't have no weekends off or anything like that. You don't have nothing. What, what, what's off. that? What's that? What's that, Jay? All you have yeah, exactly. Is, all you have is Sunday. That's Sunday. I mean, because it, at one point we had uh, football for Carson, powder puff football for Austin, and then Keegan was doing taekwondo, and that so and then the games were on Saturday and Sunday. Because yeah. Carson was doing Saturdays and Powder Puff was on, was on Sundays. So it was literally like every single day. So I was late to everything. Yeah. You know, and because he would get so mad at me. And I was like, look, I'm here. I've been, I've been going all week long. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely um, a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know the commitment level is 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 legit but at the same time you know like i brought up earlier you know parents get to know other parents you build bonds and uh friendships and and especially for a family like us that's not from here right um community is important so you know right so before we let you go the junior olympics what um like what are you looking forward to with that like how does it work how much how much are you involved in that like, like, let us know. I know it's from uh, the twenty July twenty seventh to to uh, August eighth, I think. So, yeah. what, what's 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 going to happen there? I'm gonna speak from a dad's point, and then I'll let coach tell you all the specific coach stuff. Me, I'm pumped because uh, I, if you don't, if you've never seen these kids, and I don't just mean my kids, I mean like kids in general who do this Junior Olympics. If you've never seen it before, it's something you have to see. It's it's amazing. Like, I've never seen so much speed in my life. It, it's crazy. I mean, like, you know, the year we went, uh, the kid who's in first, uh, who, who pretty much, he's number one in the country, he's a national champion. Um, so to give you perspective, you know, 
a fast kid in eight and under runs like a 14, like a 14-5, 14-6. That's a fast kid. You know, when you're in the 15s, it's a, it's a clump of kids in the 15s that are fast, but they're not like that fast. This kid ran a 13-5, right, as an eight-year-old, you know? So, I mean, like, you saw, so, I mean, like, it's, I mean, and he's from here in Houston. This is who Carson races against every single week, you know? So, like, he broke the national record, you know? And I'm like, what in the world is going on? Now, we, you know, so. And he's from, he's from Houston, too? Or? Also, yeah, he's from, like, he, lives, he lives right up the street. So, you know, I mean, and then, it, you know, in the top, the top four in that, that finals that year, uh, two of the one, three and four were from Houston. So if it's not Houston, it's South Florida, like those, and, and then Georgia, you know, those are three that, that just go crazy in Dallas. I can't miss Dallas. I can't. So it's four places that really just go bananas. Right. I mean, obviously you got kids from other places, but right. these kids run, you know, there was a kid from South Florida there. Um, he was 13, I think. Yeah, he was 13. And he ran to so the 400. Um, you know, the, the Olympic qualified 45, something, something like that. The kid ran a 47 at 13. You know, so, I mean, like, this is the type of kids that are out there. Like, it's it's amazing to see this type of speed on the track. And these are just little guys. These are, like, little, little people, you know. And so, you know, they come up the track and they eat, like, you know, the string candy and <laughs> just kind of just doing nothing. You're like, this is crazy, man. Like, you just ran, like, you know, faster than some, some most high school kids, and here you are, like, begging for a hot dog. Right. You know, it's nuts. So, um, to, to see it, it's, it's amazing, man. And, you know, then to have your kids to be out there, and, you know, because unlike, you know, unlike basketball, like, we, we all play basketball. When you're out, when you're playing a tournament, there's 65 courts going on, you know, you hear people yelling that side of the court, this kind but in track, there's only one track. So, when you run whatever event you're running, everybody's on you. watching you, you right. know, so it's kind of cool because everybody's watching your kid, you know. And so um, it, it's it's, a, it's an amazing experience. So I mean, I'm excited about it. And um, whether they come in, so I, I told Carson, I said, "Man, I don't care, man. If you come in whatever place, you know, I'm just happy." He said, "I said, even you came in." So she goes, "Even you came in last, we would still love you." I said, said eighth. Eighth. He said, "Even you came in eighth, what's to be so top eight medal." You know, and so like, even came at eight, you get a medal. We were saying That'd it be, would be cool if he made it to finals. It'd be, it'd be amazing. He's like, I'm never going to finish last. Right. <laughs> 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 like, you know, that's my dude, man. So, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for it as a parent. Nice. nice. Um, as, a, as a coach, just the question gave me, like, sweaty palms. Like, <laughs> um, this will be my first experience coaching uh, at the Junior Olympics. So, um I'm really, I'm not real sure what to expect, but in the beginning of the season, the AAU and their rules allow you to be very hands-on. You know, coaches are on the field, we're moving the kids, we're showing them what to do. And then as the season goes on, coaches are allowed to be involved less and less. So it's so funny because at one of these track meets, which was a really big track meet here in Houston, um, one of the largest teams in the city had put it on. And you have to kind of like walk the kids through this gate. So I'm just like hanging on the gate, like, don't listen for your name. Don't even like, I was like, I, you know, it was mama bear. Your mama bear. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of like, matter of fact, one of the kids called me Coach Mom, you know, because I'm like, listen for your name. Don't forget, you know. So um, it's hard to be so like hands off. But I mean, AAU, when you get to that level, it's a machine. You know, your kids, they, they call, they they call the first call. You better be there because you're going to get left. They're popping the gun, heat after heat after heat. 
Um, like my husband said, like it's intense. The kids are seated now, right? So for most of the year, the kids haven't been seated. So they've just, so the, you know, the heats have kind of been all like, you know, jumbled up. And so it's good and it's bad, right? Because if you're a kid that can really turn it on and ramp it up, but you're not in a heat that, you know, would help sort of foster that speed, then you've got to have the, the race maturity to say, okay, I need to get here by this time. But to be honest with you, like that, this is that crop of kids, right? right? This is that crop of kids that's saying, okay, I want this time. I want to get this place. They know who all the kids are. They've been looking at the national rankings, you know, so um, it's, it's intense. It's intense because it, it definitely is. I mean, you got the screens going, you have a real announcer. It's, uh, it's broadcasted on flow track. So you can log in, you can watch it live. Um, and uh, AAU has really gotten um, some serious notoriety because there's two big ones, right? There's USATF and then you have um, AAU. And so AAU in the past couple of years has been really, really fast. So AAU has really, really grown. So for instance, this year, USATF, their Junior Olympics is kind of like an all comers. All you gotta do is register and you can show up and you can come, which is not typical. But AAU this year did not do that. You have to qualify mm. to get in. So everybody in the nation has had to qualify to be able to compete at the Junior Olympics. Wow. So that means they've got real fully uh, automatic timing, uh, fat timing, uh, times all these kids are going to be seated and it's going to be you know it's going to be a show it's going to be go time so i'm excited for my kids but i'm nervous we're excited right. we're excited. Very excited you got me i follow up we're going to follow up and see how you guys did but we, we were going to be rooting from you for you believe that definitely definitely yeah. of course Bye. Bye. So, Bye. This, was, this was this was really this was great um, got a whole track education, uh, you know, Junior Olympics education. Like I said, that's from July 27th to August 8th. We're gonna we're gonna reach back out to you guys, see see what happened, see what the experience was like. Um, once again, we, we've been with Carson Merritt, one of the top top five 400 meter runner in the country, um, top 10 200 meter. Austin Merritt, one of a part of the one of the top eight and under 100 meter relay teams in the country. We were talking to Keegan Merritt, 50 meter Special Olympics. Um, and of course the parents extraordinaire, uh, Kenya yeah. Merritt and Stephanie Merritt. Beautiful family, by beautiful, the way. Beautiful, beautiful family yeah. out in Houston right now. Really, really appreciate you uh, taking this time and uh, letting us and our listeners know what the deal is with track at that level right now. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you guys. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. No, that was that was great. The track scene in Texas, no joke. Just track in general, you know. That's uh, you know, especially for for black people, that's like the number three sport, you know, basketball, football, and track. So, um, you know, that's a big deal, especially for the for the youth sports. No question about it. So we're up on that now, and we'll be following that, that Junior Olympics, uh, which starting starting late July. Yes, yes. I mean, this track world is a whole different world, whole different culture. And I learned so much from that, um, from the family. And, um, you know, the fact that all three of their kids are doing great and track just says a lot about their parenting 
and and uh, for the mother, her coaching, uh, right. Stephanie, her coaching skills. So, you know, just big shout out to that family, to the Merritt family, and uh, I can't wait to hear how they did in that junior in the junior uh, nationals coming up. Right, right. And uh, you know, we're talking about eight and ten year olds, so there's a lot of a lot of running to do uh, yeah. coming up. So we, we'll you know. We'll we'll see what's going on there, and and like you said, the track scene is so connected to the football scene. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what what big time football players come out of that come out of that track scene, also. Absolutely, absolutely. So of course, as always, thanks for listening to another episode of Up Next. Keep listening wherever you get your podcast. Keep supporting us. Keep following us on social media, Instagram at UpNextPod, Twitter at UpNextPod. Check out the t-shirts. We got more to come. We got merch coming. You know what I'm saying? We got merch coming for y'all. And uh, also YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, UpNextPod. And of course, we'll be back next week with some more great content. Peace, everyone. 332, 33 like birdie two. Time to put on for your city when they never heard of you. Ball player, ain't no watching from the side. Uh, picking up them pieces, ain't no limits in the sky. Uh, said you got up next, but gon' show them why. Uh, one, two, that's a three. Now take your shot, ball player. Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold, that's a flex. Uh, Kylie Green, got me a scally for he left. Uh, joke.